So as Michelle said, uh, Brian is going to uh, talk for us today. I'm excited about that and encouraged by that. And um, he just ended a pretty incredible thing. And I'm going to brag on him a little bit, even though it's not really brag worthy. It's not the right word for it. But um, he just finished a 40-day fast. Um, and he went for 40 days, just water, um, a little bit of other things, but uh, here and there, liquid form, um, but not much. And, I mean, really a legit <laughs> kind of fast. I think the longest I've ever gone is three days. It was something that God led him to, and he's going to tell you about that. Um, but I wanted to, to read to you something that Jesus said about fasting. Um, Matthew 6, it says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy. Like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And I, I wanted to mention that because um, I think a common misunderstanding is um, that. God, Jesus said we're not supposed to talk about our fast, and that, that's not actually what he said. He said we're not supposed to brag about our fast. Um, he's talking about a specific kind of fasting where people would put on the show, like to be impressive for other people. And he's going to talk about what God has taught him in this experience, um, and that's not bragging. That's just sharing what God has taught him. Um, so let's dispel that at the very beginning and realize that it's okay to talk about our, our spiritual discipline like fasting. Um, and, uh, but he's, he's gained some insights through that experience and just being obedient to God in that, in that time, which was something that God called him to, and he'll share more about that. Um, but uh, he's not bragging about this. He's not trying to get glory. I know that. Um, he didn't start off telling people about it, and he's lost a lot of weight, which meant he kind of had to tell people because people asked what happened. Um, but it was, it's never been a secret. He's always had a smile on his face. He's anointed his head with oil, and he's not rubbed ash on his face and been gloomy and mopey, although maybe Heather can talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. All right, so come on up, brother. Love for you to share. Could I pray for, to start off? Yeah. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for Brian and, and his relationship uh, with myself and um, with just, just the larger church and what you're doing, God, through him. I thank you for the encouragement that he is to me. Um, we know it's all of you, Lord. It's your work in his life and how uh, you're blessing and growing and moving other people uh, beyond him and through him. And so we just ask that this time would honor and glory, glorify you. And as he shares your word, that, um, that people would be encouraged by it and, and have clear insights into what, what you are doing and how you've worked. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Well, I've got I've got a lot to share, so be patient. And there's plenty that I can share with you guys individually and, and as a group and in small groups. But if there's one thing that I want you guys to take away from this, it is God's provision and his faithfulness. And that is something that um, I can tell you from personal experience, but also from getting to know you guys within the group. Um, just the housing for Jessica. I mean, that is just so fantastic. Like, I, I have goosebumps right now just thinking about that and the provision. Um, so, actually, I wanna, I'm going to open in prayer, and actually I want to pray for that specifically. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are a loving God, that you are faithful, that you are always providing for us. And uh, I thank you so much for organizations like Habitat for Humanity. God, I pray that you would bless that organization abundantly. I pray that you would give them uh, funds uh, from places they don't even see it coming. I pray that you would bring volunteers. I pray that you would just do an amazing work that they can come back and just say, we don't know what happened, but the community and the area responded and God is faithful and things happen when you move, God. So we trust you with that, but we pray a blessing on that organization and we thank you so much for what you're doing in that, in our lives here and in this church body. And uh, we lift this all up to you in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, couple things I want to make very, very clear about my fast is, one, I did not go into it planning to do a 40-day fast. I did not go into it thinking I could do a 40-day fast, and I did not do a 40-day fast in the way that any part of it was me saying, I'm going to be so disciplined, I'm doing this, I'm going to put my mind to it. Now, in my past, there are things, yes, I, am a, I can be a very disciplined person in certain areas of my life. I know I don't know all of you well, but if you know me well enough, I'm, I'm actually, I just took this uh, personality test. Thank you, small group, for introducing me to that. It, there might be a few things I'll read that are kind of funny that actually now make a lot of sense to me that I'm like, okay, that sort of explains some of my uh, weird intricacies. One area that I am introverted and I can't make small talk, but if you come up and talk to me about food, I will talk all day. We can talk about anything. We can talk about appetizers. We can talk about entrees. We can talk about restaurants. We can, you name it, I can talk all day about food. I love food. So the last time, uh, oh, sorry, let me give you some background. Uh, through a lot of things we've been doing with Harvest, I've been um, a part of Harvest for about, I don't know, a year and a half. I'm involved with um, a few Bible studies and some different things where I am trying to be um, responding to areas I feel God is leading me. But in doing that, there was some frustration and discouragement that I was experiencing. And I realize this is 1 Corinthians 3. Paul talks about some people plant seeds, other people water, but God is the only one that gives growth. And that was a realization that, that I got that I was like, you know what? I'm here, and in, in, this is me uh, pretending like I'm doing all this work or thinking like I am. Like, I'm the one throwing seeds out, and I'm watering it, and I'm just screaming at it to grow. I'm like, come on. You know, God, I'm doing everything that I think I'm supposed to be doing, and I don't see the growth. And maybe you guys feel that way, too, with, with Harvest Ashburn. Maybe you were expecting something else to happen. Maybe you were expecting that we would launch, and all of a sudden people just open, bust through the doors, and we're like, wow, how do we even keep up with this? You know? Um, but God has a plan. And as I realized that I'm doing all these things, that I'm really way overstepping my bounds of where I should be, that... I'm trying to take over what only God can do. Only he can cause the growth. So as I realized that, I'm like, you know what, February, this is the beginning. This was right before, right around the Super Bowl, beginning of February. I'm like, February, I really just want to spend a month listening to God and just to stop doing. 
so much or to just stop doing stuff and just say, you know what, I want to listen to God and be faithful because as we are busy, we can drown out the voice of God, I believe. So as a part of that, I was like, you know what, I might try and fast a day or two here and there. Um, I tried to do it maybe uh, a year, year and a half, two years ago. Um, it was about the third day, kind of similar to Rich. It was three days in, and what's crazy is realizing what I'm probably putting in my body on a daily or weekly basis. The reaction my body had to fasting that first time was like, I can only imagine like coming off of a drug, that on the third day, I was shaking, I was vomiting, I had migraines, it was horrible. I was like, I, I've got to stop. I've got to stop. And so that was like three, maybe three days that time. So this time going in, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take it one day at a time. And um, if I feel like God is telling me to eat or if my body's telling me or if I have any negative reactions, I'm going to eat. And, you know, one day, two day. I'm just going to fast forward, so I'm not going to do a play-by-play here. But... <laughs> I have never felt better. I have, I had zero hunger. I'm not making this up. And that's why I'm telling you guys that you have to hear me, that it was not me. God sustained me during that time. And you can ask Heather that it's embarrassing that while I was fasting, I was probably the most pleasant person to be around, that I was kind, I was patient, not all the time, but Compared to me eating and me fasting, Heather's probably like, hey, Brian, you want to go on another fast? Because uh, that was pretty good. I was helping out around the house because like, I'm like, well, I have all this time now. I'm doing dishes. I actually like being around food, but I wasn't hungry. It wasn't like I, I like the thought of eating food because it feels good, but it wasn't like I was never hungry. It's astonishing, and that's why I can tell you guys it was only God making a way for me to be able to do it. And so, once again, the takeaway that I want you to always remember is his provision and faithfulness, because where he leads, he's faithful to provide, and he will make a way when there is no way. And just, there's so many takeaways that I have, but I'm just going to summarize a few on, like, the self-awareness. When I realized how much more free time I have in a day when I'm not eating, because I'm like, oh, yeah, I eat three meals a day. Um, here's kind of my relationship with food, and there's a few certain times that I like to eat. Um, typically when I'm happy or when I'm sad or when I'm bored or when I'm nervous or when I want to celebrate or if I'm mourning or when I'm busy or if I'm with people or if I'm alone or if I'm at home or on vacation. Um, I think you get the point, but it's just such a filler, and it's such, actually, it's, it's something for me, and, and maybe you guys can relate to certain parts of it. Maybe you're like, Brian, you're just a little overboard on the whole eating thing, but I don't have the healthiest relationship with food, and there's certain things I can look back on my past, and I can, you know, I, I a long, a lifetime ago, I was a wrestler in college and high school, and and um, so I had some unhealthy eating habits and some weight loss habits and some unhealthy body image things when you cut weight. And um, there was one, I'm not even going to tell you because I don't want you guys, anyone to try any of the things that I did when I was wrestling. But there are things that you do that you cut waist, weight so quickly, you're going to look different and you might look very muscular, 
but it's not healthy. It's not the real you on an everyday basis. This is just, um, but you see that and you're like, ah, I remember when I used to be so cut when I wrestled. And so that's the image that gets ingrained and you're always trying to get back to something that's really not healthy and not existent. So I'm going to read a few passages, um, and hopefully I can have all of this tie together. Um, one sort of interesting thing on this uh, personality test that I took. I'm going, to, I'm going to circle back to that right now. I know I'm jumping around. Um, if you guys know what the things are, you probably don't. The INFJ, that's what I am. I'm introversion, intuition, feeling, and judging. Judging is actually not a bad thing if you go through. Oh, just trust me on that, okay? It's actually a good thing. INFJs are insightful and brilliant individuals. Just, let me just stop there. So let, let me close in prayer. <laughs> they often make unconscious conclusions about people or things that they can't seem to explain. Many times they are proven to be right. It says it in here. I'm just reading it. They attribute this to their gut, but it is really their introverted intuition at work. Um, This is why INFJs may find it hard to get their ideas accepted. They've already made unconscious connections to justify their decisions, but can't explain it with their conscious mind or logic. Likewise, they find it insulting to state the obvious, but what is obvious to them is not immediately apparent to others. So basically what I'm saying is I understand everything I'm saying right now, and you guys should jump on board and get it. So you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. So let's go back to the Bible, not the INFJs here. 1 Corinthians six twelve. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Other versions might say, or do say, all things are permissible for me, but not all things are beneficial. There's a background in 1 Corinthians that, that there's a context that that's given um, that's very useful. But this stands out to me as a very applicable thing to my life, meaning there are things that we as Christians, as people, have the liberty to take part in, that it is not sin. These are things that we can do, that we have the freedom to do. But you do have to catch this part, is that abused liberty can lead you to captivity. Abused liberty can lead you to captivity. Your freedoms can kill you. For me, a major one is food. Um, Others, it could be different things. It could be addictions. It could be relationships. could be jobs. It could be habits could be spending, who knows? There's so many things, and and you will know, perhaps, what it is for your individual lives, or you can ask God, and I promise you he will show you. But he will show you out of his kindness for you that he is leading you to freedom and liberty, not to make you feel shamed. I think a very big part of the deception of being in this world is, is our mistaken identity of who we are. I'm going to read another passage. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? 
so run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Excuse me. So this is another passage I felt like I could relate, especially as like, oh, I used to wrestle, I used to beat my body, I used to cut weight, I used to do all these, th- all these things. Now in my own personal life, it's like, yeah, I'm running around, I'm trying to do all these things. Like, I do feel like it's this crazy race, like, that we're just like getting beat up every single day, you know, and I'm just running this race. And I mentioned this last night at, at the barn worship, but it's, it's been so heavy on my heart that I want to I wanna cover it again, that the race that I was feeling and perhaps you are feeling is not the same race that this passage is talking about. The race that I think that, the race that I'm actually running is just the everyday rat race of this world that leads to nowhere. It's a hamster wheel. It's nothing. This is a different race that has an eternal prize. And so if people are going to define you and to say, who are you? You plug in your own name. Who is Brian Smith? What are they going to define me as? Am I, am I defined by my career as a general contractor, as someone who's in real estate, as someone who's uh, even good things perhaps, a father, a husband, um, I'm part of a church plant. Um, are you, what about for you guys, uh, are a stay-at-home parent, um, a software engineer, a pastor, a teacher, graphics, graphic designer, whatever, you name it, whatever it is, is what are you really being defined as? And so that's what I want to encourage you guys, that something I learned in my fast, which I will tell you was not me, was completely God, was showing me the things that we don't even know are possible, but God makes possible through him, and the freedom that he leads us to as we take our identity in him. So I'm going to go to another passage. This is in Second Peter 1. So I'm going to compare the other passage of running the race And as we think about this worldly rat race, this helps us define what God has in mind. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. 
For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Excuse me one second. My wife is going to be very nice and open my water. And this next verse, I think, defines where I was at. I'm not going to speak for you, but maybe where you were or maybe where you are. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. And I can tell you from my own experience that that's exactly where I was two years ago, was I was so nearsighted that I was blind. And I'm not lying when I tell you this. When I had my encounter with God and he showed me his love and who he really is, in a perfectly literal way, it felt like scales fell off of my eyes. And I believe, I'm going to be a little bold here, I believe that definitely this area, this country, the church, I think there's a lot of things that we think we're running this spiritual race and we're not. We're blind. We're so nearsighted that we are blind, having forgotten that we were cleansed from our former sins. So therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if you're wondering how you can filter the things in your life to say, like, I don't even know where I am right now. I don't know which way is up. I'm just doing the best I can. I'm taking it one day at a time. Um, How do I know? How do I know if I'm on this spiritual, eternal race or if I'm just on this rat race that leads to nowhere? These are all verses that I'm sure you've heard. Not Maybe not all of them, but some of these. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. In all your ways. That right there is the most (laughs) simple filter that you can do. Is every time you're doing something is just to sit back and say, can I acknowledge God in this moment? So I'm going to be a little redundant here, back to what I want you guys to remember, is God's provision and his faithfulness, because where he leads, he is faithful to provide, and because what he calls you to, he gives you the strength to do. I didn't even realize I was being called to a 40-day fast. It was pretty surprising, actually, as the days went by, (laughs) But he sustained me. I never felt better. I felt amazing. Right now, I, well, I feel amazing now because I probably have 10 pounds of food put back on this morning. But, um, but I actually, on day 40, on Friday, I talked to Rich in the morning, and I was like, I'm honestly scared to break my fast because I feel so amazing right now. And 
and I don't, I, I knew if I went beyond 40 days at that point, then I'm like, then I'm just making it about me. You know, God, I felt like God called me to go to day 40 after he was sustaining me that long. Um, but I just want to encourage you guys to think about as um, uh, the band, when you're ready, you can go back up. I'm going to, I'm going to close as we get ready for communion. Um, but to think about Maybe it's a single thing in your life. Maybe it's an area of your life. There's so many things. I'm not going to name it for you. You know, or God will show you if you ask. Um, maybe, maybe you do need to take your own personal fast. I, once again, I don't think anyone should do, uh, this is my opinion, a food fast. Um, definitely go into something like that with prayer and with uh, wisdom from those around you. Do do not, based on what I'm saying, that is not the takeaway from today. But maybe it's social media. Maybe it's reevaluating your lifestyle and your work and your career and the things that you thought or think are going to bring value. Um, I want to encourage you to stop being a consumer where we just show up and expect to be fed, me physically, but also spiritually and to be served and taught and entertained. And we need to stop saying, how does, how does church and ministry and maybe these different disciplines fit into my life and what I have going on? Instead, we should ask, what does God want me to do? Is there anything that I, I would not be willing to give up if God was telling me to do that? And so as they sing this song, Fall Away, I want you to ask God to show you what abuse freedoms perhaps are in your life that you need to deal with. And if I can be any encouragement to you, absolutely, please come talk to me. Please talk to someone in your small group. Talk to someone else in the church. This is another thing of, as I was talking about the spiritual race, if you think about it of running a marathon, it's not a sprint where you run by yourself. A marathon is something that people run typically in groups where you're encouraging each other, where someone's falling back and you're pulling them up alongside of you. You see people falling back and you're helping them. And that's what it is. That's what this race is. This is what the church is to do it together. So let me close in prayer and then the worship team will, team will take over and then you guys know the drill, but you go up and um, you can take a piece of bread and dip it in to the juice and take it right there or take it back to your seats. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for who you are for the freedoms that you provide, that you have always made a way when there was no way. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, where each of us individually sinned in our own lives, and the penalty for that sin is death. The void there, the gap between us and you, Lord, was astounding. It was impossible. But you sent your son to die for us. You made a way where there was no way. God, I thank you for sustaining me and for teaching me everything that you've taught me and will continue to teach me from my fast. I pray that it, it can be some encouragement to people here and they can see and be open to the freedom that you offer now in this lifetime, not just the lifetime to come. Thank you for your faithfulness and love. Speak to us now, Lord, and be with us as you are always near. I pray this in Jesus' name.